In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're gonna have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, Jesse and Nicole Cozine here. Welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising podcast. Hey, Nicole. Hello, hello, hello. All right. So we wanted to take a deep dive today into a question we've actually gotten from two different PTs in the last week, sending us over resumes and asking about the hiring process, what they can do to find the job that they're looking for. And really what we want to talk a little bit more about is kind of flipping that and how do you find the best fit for you? And then how do you convince that best fit to actually hire you? So we wanted to kind of walk you through what our process looks like. Uh, Just so you know, we've now looked at probably 70, Nicole, resumes for the four positions we have. Yeah, probably. That sounds about right. I mean, I feel like we get a lot of inquiries for sure. And I think the the reason why we have so many people applying is that you know, we always say that we almost have like an open enrollment period, if you will, <laughs> to use an insurance company phrase. Like we'd much rather hire the right person versus hire for the right time. So we've actually hired a couple of people where it 100%, if you were to look at the actual numbers, was not the right time for us to hire it on another pelvic physical therapist. But we couldn't pass up who we came across and who who came into our doors and who asked us for a job essentially. So, you know, just make sure that you guys know that that it doesn't have to be the perfect time for the business that you want. If you want something, then you need to go out and get it. But we're going to talk to you today about how to get it the right way and to draw the right attention to yourself. Well, and that's such a perfect point, right? Is there's never, from an employer standpoint, a perfect time to be hiring somebody, right? So we had to look for our first employee for almost a year, and we Mm -hmm. passed on- A lot of people. A lot of people at the point where Nicole was working 45, 50 patient hours a week. Patient hours a week. And we were working you know, another 20 hours on top of that with the business and had a wait list of almost six months at that point. We were desperate to hire somebody, but we weren't desperate enough to just hire anybody. So when our first person came in, I mean, it was such a relief, but we had been very deliberate about turning down people who weren't a good fit until we found the right person because there's nothing more damaging, especially for a small company, than making the wrong hire. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we, I know I, you know, looking, gosh, looking back at that, I haven't thought about that for a while, but that was scary when we were knowing about four months in that I was running a huge wait list and that we needed to hire somebody. And then we put out an advertisement and we got so many people applying and we were like, yes. And then, ugh. Yeah, nobody was the right fit. And for some of the reasons we'll talk about in all of this, 
And then the converse is absolutely true, like Nicole was talking about. We've had two of our people who have come in when we weren't even technically hiring. And we had somebody who walked in, actually dropped her resume off in person, and spoke with us for probably three to five minutes, just about kind of what was going on. And when she walked out the door, Nicole and I turned to each other and said, That's our next person. Yeah, we have to figure out a way to make that work because we are not letting her go. Yeah. So it's never something where, you know, don't feel bad about approaching a place that doesn't necessarily have a hiring sign in the very front of their building because a lot of us are just kind of constantly looking for the right people on our team. Or frankly, like, (laughs) I think we maybe didn't even have a post up at that point for that one hire because it was just like, we're sometimes it's just like, you're so freaking swamped that that is like, even though that should be first priority, like business, you know, owner mistake, number 805,057,000. That's not even a number, but like we have so many mistakes that we make. And a lot of times it's just simply because we're so busy. So, in starting off, we want to think about first is get clear with yourself about what you're looking for in a position. Because if you don't know or you're just looking around, we see that when we're interviewing you, right? And we're not interested in the person who has 12 interviews that day with us and then a vestibular place down the street and then an ortho clinic. Like that is not the person who is passionate about pelvic health. That's not the person who's passionate about working with us. And that's not somebody we're even going to consider. Yeah. And, you know, I think that this is a hard thing when you're first like a new grad and you don't feel like you have anything to offer other than your schooling and other than the project that you did other than the research thing that you are kind of interested in. But like, it really is all about the right fit and sometimes not even at the right time. Yeah. And so think about what are the things that really matter to you in a position and how are you going to prioritize those, right? Because that's what we want to see that you have done some thinking about what kind of place you want to work in. And again, if you're applying to work at our place and then at an ortho mill that's seeing somebody every 20 minutes and kicking them off to an aid, like we know that you're not really serious about working in an environment like ours. And I would say that like the smaller the business, the more risk it is for us to hire you. So you better want to work in a place like like our place then. Do you know what I mean? Like if you don't really know and you're kind of like just dabbling, I mean, at the very least, don't let me know that. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like, what are you, what are you really portraying then to that, to that clinic? And you don't have to be dishonest about the differences that you know, but like, man, like we really just need you to have done some research and know yourself. What are your negotiables? What are your non-negotiables? And why are you passionate about working at our facility? Right. And then we always get into the, well, what does that mean financially, right? And it's what everybody is is concerned about. And one of the things that we would suggest is actually take a look at the field, take a look at what you know your friends are making, that what you know about the area, and just have a target in mind for yourself, right? 
And let's say, for example, around us, that's like usually $35 an hour at an ortho clinic. And then if that is something that's acceptable to you, then you should be, once you have hit that $35 in whatever offer you're getting, then you're free to make the decision on where you actually end up based on where you actually think you would, A, have like the most enjoyment, B, where they're going to actually foster and train you and build up your career all of those non-monetary things when you know, you're choosing between somebody who's paying $38 an hour and $39 an hour and you're saying, well, I might have to go with a 39 so I can pay off my student loans faster. Well, wait a second, you would have been happy with 35. And if you think that that place that's paying 38 is gonna springboard your career, especially when you're early on, that is worth so much more than an extra $1 an hour over the course of a year for you. And then I would also say this, and this is going to be a little bit of real talk for all of you people that are just starting out, but you don't know anything (laughs) and that's okay at the same time. But you cannot, when, when Jesse was talking about comparing, you know, what are your friends making all that? Make sure you're comparing apples to apples because there is something to be said for experience in the field. And if you have none, then then you're going to get paid like you have none. And that's going to be okay. So then you have to think about, from your perspective, what are the things that are important to you to get you that experience in a faster way? Does your clinic offer mentorship? What does that actually look like? Not just the promise, but the actual like logistics of what that means and all of the other sort of ways that you can gain something from the job, even when you are a new grad. Yeah, absolutely. And we, there was a really funny experience that we had with somebody who was looking at a couple of different clinics and they said, oh, well, this clinic promised me all this mentoring time. And they actually called up and talked to the clinic and they talked to the person who was supposed to be mentoring her, who we knew had been out of school about six months. And the person was shocked to find out that she was now supposed to be a mentor. So if you are in that situation, feel free to ask, like, wait a second, who is going to be mentoring me and how is that going to work? And what are their qualifications and what is the actual time commitment and am I going to get paid for that? Those are all very, very valid questions and questions that you frankly should be asking if your clinic is saying that they do mentorship. So we are going to walk you through kind of our hiring process for you business owners out there. You can welcome to steal as much of this as you like, but it usually starts with receiving a resume and cover letter. And, you know, we have some thoughts on both of those. I would say the biggest thing on the resume is just be professional and don't F it up. Yeah. So in refereeing, you guys know that I'm a NCAA basketball referee every single time, every game, all of us, Always do fist bump at the very beginning before the toss. And it's just like DFIU, DFIU, just don't F it up. And the reason we say that is that at least for us, and we're going to talk about how this might be different at a larger institution, but for somebody like us, no one is ever getting a job at our clinic because they have a great resume, right? We're going to turn you away. You can lose a job at our clinic because your resume is terrible and it's poorly written and And there's no punctuation and it's not like justified correctly, uh, literally and figuratively. And like, just like it needs to just be, it needs to like look 
good and be professional. And I am sorry, but if you have less than like three years of experience, your resume is one page. You do not have that many relevant things going on <laughs> in your experience. It you needs to be one page. don't care what your freshman project nope. was. If your GPA was under 3.9, don't, don't put it, put on, it there, on there. Because like, we don't care. Right? I can put mine on there because I was a 3.9, I feel like, 5-something. Okay. Well, no one cares. Chapman's, no one cares. Chapman's it was so long slipping ago. a little bit here. But, <laughs> but like, seriously, don't put it on. Right. And so the resume is something where you, you can't get a job with that, but you can definitely lose one. So just don't mess it up. The cover letter to us is way more important. Way more. Whether or not they've asked you for one, absolutely write a cover letter and make it good. You know, show that you've done your research about the place. Talk about why you want to work here, what you enjoyed. Pick some buzzwords that we use off our website and recite them back to us. Totally. We're going to recognize that you're doing it, but we're also going to recognize that you took the time to actually figure out what's going on. Yeah, and if you're moving into the area or you have some sort of time frame, like don't, what is that called? Bury the bury the, the lead. lead. Yeah, don't bury the lead. I got it. I am so bad at those. But like, seriously, just put it in there. Hey, I'm looking for, because again, remember, it's not always the perfect time for anybody. So if you're freaking amazing and you're not going to be available till July, tell me. And I might be willing to wait for you, you know, like just be honest and upfront and DFIU. And on that cover letter, like talk about your career path, your goals, like let us get a little sense of what you're looking for. And especially again, if you're doing this to a small company, if you're doing this to like a big hospital, it's fine to write dear hiring manager. But if you write a letter to us that says dear hiring manager, it's going in the trash. Peace. Because what, you couldn't take two seconds to look at our website and figure out that Nicole is the owner, that I run the business side. Like that's that's two seconds worth of research. If you can't be bothered to do that, I love the way that Nicole said it. We were talking a little bit before the episode that if you can't be bothered to put that effort into where you're literally going to be spending 40 hours a week for the next five years of your life, then we don't trust that you're going to be putting any effort into what you're doing with your patients. patients right. It's all about like your actions to your employer are a direct reflection onto what we feel you're going to be putting into your patients. And that's what we care about. And that's as a business, what we have to promise to our patients. And so your actions will hundred percent reflect what we feel. Cause that's all we have to go on is how you're acting to us is how you're going to act to patients. So we can't assume that if you're late to your interview, that you're not going to be late to your patient care. Like that just is what it is. Right. And so moving on to our next segment there, we would get jump on to a phone interview. And basically this is a really informal process. We just want to get a better sense of who you are, what you're looking for, things like how many hours you're looking for, what does your ideal schedule look like, when can you start, all of those logistics, just to make sure that that all works out. Because I don't want to be calling you up for an in-person interview and find out that, yeah, you're not able to start until July and you can only work on the second Tuesday of every month and you're about to go on a six-month ballooning trip to Paraguay. Like, we need to know that (laughs) stuff. 
before we actually okay. waste time to come in for a interview. Who goes to Paraguay? It's right next to Uruguay. It's, uh -huh. it's quite nice. Okay. But okay, so what I look for in a phone interview though is your personality because again, like that is what is going to connect with patients. And so I want to see how you are phone, if you're going to have to talk to patients, like how are you going to be? Are you professional? Do you have a personality? Like let that shine through a little bit. It doesn't have to be perfect. I just want it to be you because that's what we sell to patients. Yeah, that connection. And then frankly, from our perspective, right? Again, we're going to be spending a lot of our time yeah. with you. We One of the biggest criteria we agreed on before we hired anybody is we're just not going to hire people we don't genuinely like working with and like being around. Yeah, like we have to like like you. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's not just like worth human it nature. to us, yeah. right? You know, it's like, that's our business. We believe in it so much. We're there so often. I can't imagine what it would be like to go in and just have somebody that you just genuinely don't like, you don't resonate with. And there's always people like that. They just won't work for us. Yeah. And then, you know, not that we have to like, like you enough to hang out with you every day, but we sure as heck have to like you enough to like spend most of our time with you. Yeah, you have to laugh at my jokes. That's <laughs> given. That's Don't a even, given. Let's not even go there. Okay. So assuming that goes well, we'll bring you in for an in-person interview. And this is really where we're making a decision, right? You've got to this part basically because you've been pretty good with everything, but you can get through those first three steps. This is where we're really going to make that evaluation. Right. So... What we're looking for, again, is that how, what we saw, what we heard on the phone interview, what we saw from your resume is truly like personified. So what are you being authentic? We can tell, by the way, if you're yanking our chain with some things, like just be yourself. Don't be afraid to say the perfect thing. If you don't know the answer, be honest. Like it's everything is going to be okay. We just need to see your unique and true self. And that's what we want. That's what we're looking for. Absolutely. So another thing we always want to see shine through is just that you're like game, your ability to roll with things to, cause we're going to do a hands-on evaluation like that day, right? We want, you know, to see whether you can actually work with a patient and are you ready to like roll your sleeves up or is that like petrifying and you're just, you know, stammering at the thought of actually working on Nicole? Right. And so that's what we do at our clinic. You know, spoiler alert, you're going to do an evaluation on me. And here's the thing. I don't care that you're perfect. All I need to know from a business standpoint is what I'm actually hiring. And I'm hiring your personality and we can teach you a lot of stuff. So what I want to see is the things that I can't teach you, right? Your personality, your desire, your passion, all of that stuff. And I can teach you the other things. So I just need you to be honest. So, you know, I can tell a, an example of one of the people that we were, that we've actually hired. I was like, okay, why don't you go ahead and try to do Uracus Mobe? And she was awesome because she was like, you know what? She paused for a second. I could tell she was thinking <laughs> what the heck she was going to say because I knew she didn't know what it was. And she was like, you know what, Nicole? I don't really know what that is, but can you give me some more information on 
what that might be related to. And then I can sort of implement from there. And I was like, hired. And I didn't really say hired right there. I made her do finish the rest of the stuff, but that's the kind of stuff that I'm, I'm looking for. I'm looking for honesty. I just need to know what I'm dealing with. And we can teach a lot of stuff, but we certainly can't teach your personality and your passion for the field. Yeah. And that willingness again, just to like dive in and just do whatever the thing is that needs doing. And at a small clinic, like that's a lot. And it's actually been really interesting for a lot of our hires, their first patient is often somebody coming in from out of town, (laughs) which is, we always joke about it, but that's just, is always seems to be inevitable how that works because somebody will call, they'll be able to be in town in like two weeks and everybody's schedule is full except for the person who's training. And so I think one of our first people, her first person was from Canada Another new hire's first person was from no, somewhere in the East Vegas, Coast. and one of them was from Vegas yeah. on vacation. In fact, this is actually a funny story. So, I had been in practice. This is the very first person we hired. I had been in practice for over a year before we hired Sharon, <laughs> and one of the first days she was there, I literally think it was her first or second day, and we had someone call us from Las Vegas who was here for for on vacation, and she had had. I don't even remember what SI joint pain, SI tailbone, something. Yeah. And we were, I was basically like, okay, this is the first time we were so excited as business owners that we could actually get someone in. Cause normally it was going to be like, well, we can't see you now unless you have a cancellation or we'll see you in six months. And clearly for this person, she was <laughs> on vacation. Uh, I think she was going to Disneyland with her family or yeah, something. Yeah, and she had thrown something out and she couldn't even walk enough to go to Disneyland with her family. Right. So, Sharon stepped up like in the same way that she stepped up during her interview was just like game for anything. We were like, okay, want to see your first patient? We had initially said that we were going to train her for all these times. And we just were like, okay, day one or two, like, here you go. Here's your first person. And, you know, she was had about a year of experience under her belt, but, you know, she hadn't been trained adequately from us yet. And she rocked it. She kicked butt. That person came in pretty much hobbling in, walked out running practically. And one of our first reviews <laughs> was like, Jesse and Nicole or Jesse and Sharon were so amazing. And I was like, what? listen here, people. Like, I, I was like, why is my name not on there? And I was like, oh, wait, that's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that we'd always want to see from your in-person interview are the questions that you're asking, right? We want to see that you care about the environment where you're going to be working. So the amount of time we spend with patients, what's our model like, what other people work there, and do you want to meet them, right? Because we want the same thing for you. At the end of the day, we're both interested in making sure that this is a good fit on all different levels. So if we ask you the question like, hey, do you have anything you want to ask us, and it's crickets, Yeah, that's a problem. That's concerning, right? And it's also shouldn't be like, what's your benefit package is your first question. It's like, no, figure out whether you want to work here. Because if we want to find that out now, like these are, this is the time, right? We're, We're not getting, you know, six months in and you find out that, you know, you really actually have a passion for working on people's toes. Like this is not the right place for you. Yeah. It's just like, that's just not going to be a thing. So the other thing is though, is that when you are in front of us like that, then we need to know that your true passion like shines through beyond all other things and that you've actually, this is going to sound so 
basic, but I cannot tell you how many times this has like not been happening, is that you just, Jesse touched on this already, but just do your research on the clinic. Like if you interview at Pelvic Sanity, you should probably know that we're married. Number one, it's on our website. It's not a very usual last name. It's not a usual last name. You should probably also know that we've written a book together. Like, and not because we're so amazing and you should definitely know everything that we've done, but like, it's kind of a big deal. And like the fact that we had one person come in and I was like, what do you like to treat? And she she was like, oh, I like to treat bladder pain and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, awesome. Then you know that we've written the book. And she was like, oh my gosh, you've written a book? That's so amazing. And I was like, like a real book? Done. And I couldn't have ended that interview any faster. And not because she should have known who we were, but because she didn't do her basic research on things that we've done in the field. And like, it's important to just do your research. Absolutely. And if that's for a small company like ours, it's a little bit easier because all of our stuff is on the website. If you're applying at a big hospital, you might have to do a little bit more digging. But call the front desk. Act like you're a patient. Ask what their rates are. Ask things about how long it's going to be until you can be seen. Right. And then you go in knowing that they're running a three week wait list. Like yeah, that makes be so impressed if someone came in and said that. Oh right. my gosh. And it just it doesn't take that much time. To, to really put in that like impressive level of detail that's going to make a difference and it's going to make you stand out and it's going to make us believe that you really want to be here. And because remember, again, like the smaller the business, the riskier it is for us to invest that much time, money, effort, energy into training you into being a part of our company. If you're looking for a place at a hospital-based system with 50 million employees, like, honestly, to just to be have some real talk here, like, you are a little bit just of a number. Like, they do this all the time. I found that out when I thought I was a big deal and I was leaving a hospital system. I thought it was going to be the biggest deal in the world. And they were like, oh, okay, so sorry to see you go. And that all of a sudden I realized, like, oh, it's because, like, they see people leave that hospital system all the time. So it's like, you are, like, a little bit of a cog in a huge wheel. In our clinic, you're a freaking huge cog in a very small wheel. So it's like really important that you sort of see, you match your interview process to where you're working. Yeah. And that, that just all goes back to to kind of our, our overarching goal of this episode, if you're going to take one thing away, but it's get clear on what you want and then go after it. Because if what you want is to work at a place like ours and you've done the research and you've looked at it and you can convince us of that, that's going to be the big thing that lets us know that this is a good fit. If you're just bouncing around looking for somebody who's going to pay you, you know, 25 cents more an hour and you don't care that you get to mentor with Nicole, like, are you kidding? Like, if that doesn't excite you, then this isn't the place for you. And that's fine. But be clear with that with yourself, and then that will shine through in your interviews, and you'll wind up at the right place for you instead of you know just the easiest place or the first place to give you an offer or the place that offers you twenty five cents more than the you know the other spot down the street. Yeah, man. So know your numbers. Just to piggyback on that a little bit, because we did have a couple people that 
I was actually really impressed with where it just like they just needed more money based on their own personal finances. And that was like freaking awesome. Good for you for knowing exactly what you need and the bare minimum that you can take here because that that was impressive to us. Now, it just happened to not work out. And it was a super awesome like parting where it was like, man, if that ever changes for us, great. We'll let you know. If that can ever change for you, let us know. Your Everybody's situation can change, but just know your numbers, know your minimums, and then know what you're willing to negotiate on in terms of tangibles and intangibles, and then and go from there. Okay, cool. Well, I really hope that that helped you guys who are out there who are potentially looking for jobs. It Hopefully, it helped those of you who are business owners as you're maybe looking to hire your first or second person. We talk about that a lot in our business mentoring stuff about going through each of those parts of that and starting to weed out people so you're finding the right fit. But we're just huge on that fit. And that's why we're, we say we're always looking, right? Is if the right person comes along, regardless of when, we are going to do our darndest to try to make it work. 100%. So really hope this episode was helpful for you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. 